As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> That's right. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the objective of Battlefield Podcast. How the hell is everyone doing out there? Uh, so that little uh, that little bit I played from uh, <clears throat> Goodfellas. That little uh, that'll be a reference uh, to some thoughts I have a little bit later on after I get through some stuff here. Uh, so how's everyone doing? Thanks. Uh, thank you, everyone, for downloading. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, starting to uh, pick up a little bit, and I really appreciate everyone uh, downloading on whatever platforms you're listening on. Uh, iTunes podcast, Spotify. Uh, I'm available on all those uh, for sure. I'm available actually on uh, pretty much just about any platform uh, you want to listen to podcasts on, uh, except for iHeartRadio. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so, but other than that, appreciate everyone downloading. Um, how's everyone doing? Uh, before I get to some of my thoughts tonight, I'm just going to get a couple things out of the way. Some free advertising. Uh, once again, I don't get paid to do this. No one's paying me to talk about these people, just doing it out of the kindness of my heart. Uh, and first off is uh, the Mad Dwarf Bakery. Look them up on Facebook. Go to your Facebook, search for the Mad Dwarf Bakery, and you will find the uh, creators of delicious scones. Very delicious scones and shortbread. Uh, it's my uh, wife's family, and they're basically just operating out of their kitchen, but uh, they are taking orders. And if you're not too far away, they'll probably ship to you. Uh, they're not, you know, exactly uh, regulated by the uh, health administration or anything yet. So I don't know, like, I think they're kind of limited in the kind of stuff that they can ship. But if you like really delicious scones, homemade shortbread, uh, like a million times better than the crap you would buy at, you know, some corporate place with a green and white logo, uh, you want to check them out and uh, see what they got. Take a, take a look what they got. Uh, second is the vaping Viking. You should be following him on every single platform you could possibly, possibly follow him on, uh, on Twitch. Uh, oh, there's something wrong with your mic. Your voice isn't very clear. His volume goes lower and back to normal in a very short time. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it's not just you next. It, it's, that's what I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you next. Uh, no, I know. It's, no, it's not just you. It's, and it's also, I think, the way I talk. If I put a little bit closer, it might not drop off. Something about the way my, I talk, my voice just like drops off. And it, because it doesn't even on my uh, friend's mic at home, actually. So, uh, so anyway, but I appreciate you letting me know, man. Um, so the Vaping Viking follow that guy on every platform you can follow him on twitch twitch.tv slash the vaping viking twitter at the vaping viking uh you can check it you can follow him on instagram i'm pretty sure he's just the vaping viking on instagram uh the reason you want to be following this guy is because he just likes to give away money just simply out of the kindness of his heart same reason i'm giving him basically free advertising uh he does you know he just does, does giveaways on twitter he'll do giveaways on twitch he'll uh he's actually going to be streaming uh second week he hasn't said a specific date but this he, he mentioned in his twitter which you would know if you follow him on twitter second uh week in december he plans on streaming again uh last time he streamed he handed out like around two grand just to a bunch of people 
who are lucky enough to to win. So you definitely want to follow them. Um, and the next person I want to mention again, free advertising, uh, a very talented graphic artist by the name of uh, Serious Joker SGFX. Follow him on uh, Twitter at Joker underscore SGFX. Uh, and there you can see all the work he does. He's a super talented uh, graphic artist. He did my logo. He did the Vaping Vikings logo. And he's done a few others for some other people I know. And he's just, he's a super talented guy. Really good with all the program. You know, he knows his way in and out of all the graphics programs. So he's, and he's just a super talented artist. His art is, all of his stuff looks really good. Very, uh, very cool designs. Very, uh, very inspired stuff. So uh, again, check him out on Twitter at Joker underscore SGFX. He's got a website too, but I can't remember his URL, but it's going to be in the show notes. Uh, links to all this stuff will be in the show notes. Links to my Discord will be in... I'll link to my Discord. I don't think you need more than one link to my Discord. Uh, so there'll be a link to my Discord in the show notes. Links to all this stuff in the show So check out the show notes for all, the, for all that stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I'm going to apologize in advance if I'm like coughing and burping in your guys' ear. I ate way too much food earlier had delicious barbecue and I couldn't stop eating it. So I ate way too much and my allergies seem to just be really bothering me for some reason, which kind of makes it a little bit kind of, I kind of get like allergy induced asthma and it's making me want to cough a little bit. I'm, I'm going to try not to be coughing in your ear all night. So sorry about that. Um, and then one other quick little announcement, uh, I'll be streaming more often. I'll be streaming, uh, battlefield gameplay. Uh, I just bought Battlefield 5, which I'm going to talk about. <clears throat> uh, yikes. Uh, and I'll be streaming Battlefield 4. I'm, I'll likely be mostly streaming Battlefield 4. I've been having a lot of fun playing it again. And, uh, you know, people seem to dig watching me. I've, I've gotten uh, gotten a few viewers showing up. Next, uh, next 12 here, as a matter of fact. Showed up watching me play Battlefield 4. Even clipped, uh, clipped a... Uh, something for me, which is kind of cool. So I appreciate that, man. Uh, so yeah, so I'll be streaming on a fairly regular schedule, probably about two, three nights a week. Uh, the actual schedule itself may change right now. I'm thinking it's going to be Tuesday nights and then like Thursday, Friday, maybe a Saturday, you know, I'll post it in my, uh, I'll post it in my schedule on my Twitch page, which of course you can follow me on my Twitch page, uh, twitch twitch.tv slash dubfire33 and follow me on Twitter at dubfire33. So, uh, that's, uh, that's it for all that stuff. That's my, uh, that's my socials. Uh, and yeah, and here we are, man. Holy shit. I, this is my 10th episode and I'm, uh, I'm actually pretty excited about that. And, um, that's the reason I played that clip from Goodfellas of Ray Liotta saying as far back in, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> it just, cause it, I thought about that when I was thinking about the fact that I've made it to recording a 10th episode. Uh, you know, there's probably thousands of people, you know, who tried, who started recording a podcast, tried to start a podcast maybe recorded one or two or three or four, even five or six episodes and 
you know, probably got frustrated or and gave up or something, you know. So, so I feel pretty good about the fact that I've made, I've gotten to 10 episodes. Um, you know, I wasn't even particularly sure uh, a few episodes in, but I was going to keep doing it, actually. I was, uh, my first few episodes are not awesome. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think they're okay. Uh, just I was so new to doing it, and it was just, uh, you know, I still get a little bit nervous doing this. It's a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to just, you know, it's like, it's, you know, it's recording right now. I mean, I could stop recording at any moment and start over if I wanted to, but I don't really want to do that, you know? Uh, so it's really a lot harder than people think to just keep talking, you know, for one of these things. So, you know, about interesting stuff to keep your attention. Right. So it's like, but I've, I've kept up with it and uh, I've kept doing it and I've been getting positive feedback, uh, quite a bit of positive feedback, actually, uh, from, you know, people from the Dropshot community, uh, the Dropshot, a Call of Duty podcast, which inspired me to start this podcast, Razanon and Tanner Dropshot, the hosts, uh, <clears throat> I'll put their, uh, you can follow those guys too, Razanon, uh, twitch.tv slash Razanon. R-A-Z-I-N-O-N, right? Yeah, Razanon. And of course, Tanner Dropshot, twitch.tv slash Tanner Dropshot. Um, you know, they really inspired me to do this. And and it's not just positive feedback from that community. It's It's been from uh, people who've just, you know, managed to find the podcast and uh, are telling me they like it. So, uh, and what made me think of the line from Goodfellas is because when I think about it, as far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to do something like this, you know, uh, something, some kind of something in the game of, in the, in the realm of video games. I, I had aspirations at one point, you know, to possibly become a video game developer or a programmer or something like that. Um, and I just never really had the motivation to study in school to look to, to, you know, to gain the skills to do that stuff as much as I really wanted to because I loved video games and I really wanted to like hopefully, you know, eventually get hired by a video game company to work on them or something like that. Um, but that never worked out. Um, and so I've, but even since then all my life, I've loved video games so much. It's like, it's like I want to do something, you know, whether it's on the side or some kind of job or just really get involved with them and get out there and like, you know, become part of sort of the whole really really become part of the larger video game community not just play them you know and when i was growing up that was not even a thing at all i mean you know we're talking i i really became very ensconced in, in video games when i was you know 10 years old playing nintendo and then super nintendo and then sega genesis and then you know you you know Nintendo 64, all of them. I, I've played them all. Uh, but back then, like, you didn't really... There, you, the closest thing you had to some kind of video game community was Nintendo Power. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, <laughs> reading letters from other video game players in Nintendo Power or some shit like that. Uh, and then as the, you know, it, as the internet became more and more popular, which I watched become popular because I'm that fucking old, 44 fucking years old. So, you know, I watched the internet become a thing. And 
as the internet became a thing, you know, more and more people started doing stuff, you know, that had to do with whether it was recording video games, gameplay and putting up, you know, putting it online and shit like that. Um, if you've never heard of the angry video game nerd, you should go to his, go to, you know, Google the angry video game nerd. If you've never seen any of his videos, he was like the original, you know, sort of purveyor, if you will, of, you know, be basically like, you know, becoming like sort of a, a, the, the guy in video games. He made those videos of him playing the character, getting pissed about all the hard Nintendo and Sega games and shit like that. And, you know, I don't, he may, shit, he may have kicked all this kind of stuff off. I don't know. But I mean, never like in my wildest dreams, like back then would I've ever imagined something like Twitch existing or even fucking YouTube where you could just go and just watch any, you know, videos on demand, you know, you know, at command anytime you want of people playing video games or just watching people play video games live, you know? I mean, I don't know if that's something I ever thought of happening when I was younger. Um, I'd certainly, it certainly wasn't actually, you know? So it's like, so now in the past, so now, yeah. So, so in the past 15 years or so, it's like, well, shit, man, it's like, you see all this stuff going on. It's like, why am I, why aren't I getting in on this? Why aren't I becoming part of it somehow? Uh, and, it was when I came across the drop shot, the call of duty podcast that I started listening to it. And I had never really been into Twitch at all before the drop shot, never cared about Twitch, knew about it, but didn't really care about it. But when those two guys mentioned that they also, you know, uh, recorded the episode live on Twitch and then, you know, they were seeing all this growth, you know, and stuff like that. I was like, well, shit, I, I mean, I could, I've got everything I need to do it. I've got a computer. I've got a headset. I've got a, you know, I've got a friend with a real microphone, uh, which is where I wish I was still recording this, but the last, you know, fucking COVID fucking all that up. So, uh, so yeah. So that being said, I'm just really happy that I'm doing this and I'm really happy that, uh, you guys are listening and I'm really happy that a lot of you are enjoying it. Uh, I really hope to keep doing it, you know, uh, going forward. I'm going to keep doing it going forward. I hope to do a good job, a good enough job to keep you all interested and keep you all, you know, wanting to listen to, wanting to, wanting to listen to what I have to say about Battlefield mostly, obviously. I'll probably still, you know, throw in some opinions about some bullshit you don't really care about, but I don't care. <laughs> you know, I got it, it. Battlefield right now, it, you know, battle at least for now, there's just not, a lot of battlefield stuff to talk about. Um, although it, it, the past few weeks, it has actually, uh, the, the new cycle has ramped up a little bit actually about battlefield. Uh, not specifically about battlefield six, the new game. There was a little, <clears throat> a little bit of news, which I talked about in the last podcast. Uh, but then this week, actually, uh, some developments about Battlefield Five popped up, and, and so, which was good because actually I was approaching this day was uh, you know drawing closer and closer, and there was really there was not much going on at all. And I was like, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to talk about this week. And then we've got uh, some news uh, about Battlefield Five uh, specifically, which I'll get into. Uh, well, should I do the? Um, no, you know what? Okay, I'm going to do. I'll do. I'll do my mini battlefield 5 review after i talk about 
this news item, the skill-based matchmaking uh, that they may be implementing. Uh, I say skill-based matchmaking, but I don't know for certain that that's what it is, but it, it certainly sounds like it. Um, and more specifically, uh, so I found, so this particular news item popped up on my timeline on Twitter from Battlefield Bulletin. Um, oh, wait, I got to get Firefox up here. Here we go. Um, wait, is this working? Gosh darn it. See, this is why I'm so new to Twitch, and this was working earlier, but now it's not working. Um, that's not the window I want you to capture. Okay. That's not the window I want you to capture. OBS. I'm trying to capture my Firefox. Oh, that's, oh, no, I, I was capturing my Firefox. I was just doing it. I had it on a different tab. I didn't mean to have that tab up, actually. Uh, oh, I got a couple notifications. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so what popped up on my timeline here is from Battlefield Bulletin. So what Battlefield is doing, what DICE is doing, sorry, the creators of Battlefield, EA DICE, technically. Uh, so they're implementing something called uh, an end-of-round system, which sounds incredibly vague. It's like, end, okay, oh, new end-of-round matchmaking, right? Okay. So they're calling their new end-of-round matchmaking system, and it's... The long and short of it to start off with, it sounds like what it is is changing up the the people on their servers, you know, and and basically plucking them out of the lobbies that they've been being matched into, and putting them into a, a you know different lobbies, which very much sounds like and it sounds like they're doing it based on how well or poorly you may have been playing. Uh, so it looks like it, so what we got here from Battlefield Bulletin is looks like a snippet from a Q or a like an FAQ, and the question posed is, "Will I always progress to the next map in the server rotation?" Okay, so which of course they're talking about that's referencing if you're. So I don't I I don't I'm not sure if that's referencing if you've selected, uh you know a particular uh, server through the server browser or if you're using like their quick play button. Likely they mean the quick play button. Like if you've picked, if you selected the quick play button for just like conquest. So, you know, the question is like, well, well, I get to get, I see that, you know, there's a map that I like coming up in the rotation and I want to get on that map. So their explanation is, is not always, and you can read this, but I'll read it out. So I'll, I got to read it out loud for the podcast listeners. So will I always progress to the next map in the server rotation? Not always it says in the event that we can, see that the server is running in a healthy state and we have all the right squads in play, yes, you will absolutely move to the next map in the rotation and the server will continue as normal. And this is, now they have this, well, Battlefield Bulletin probably underscored this. If we instead spot that the server will benefit from moving you and your squad out to a new server, we'll do that instead. This can result in a very rare occasion where you may find yourself replaying a map you just played. Which is to say, because, yeah, that really goes without saying. That's like, if you've, been, if you've been plucked out of a particular server, then obviously when you get plopped into a new lobby, it's a whole new map rotation, right? So, but, but this time you will find yourself playing with much more balanced teams. The more that 
server stays in place together, the less likely folks will need to be shifted elsewhere. So this is really, they should have really just underscored this part. But this time, you'll find yourself playing with much more balanced teams. And uh, what Battlefield and what, um, oh, well, and I don't have the, the tweet from Enders on here, but essentially a lot of people are saying, well, that kind of sounds like skill-based matchmaking. And it really does sound like skill-based matchmaking, uh, or at least like a form of it, uh, right? You know, it. You know, basically, it, basically saying, "Oh, you know, you and your squad, you know, basically have just been shitting all over this server for the last, you know, two rounds, and uh, you know, we need to change things up, and so we're gonna balance the server by, you know, plucking you off this server rotation and, and throw you into another bracket, which is likely, you know, with players, you know, with better overall skill." Which is one of the parts of skill-based matchmaking that I have a little bit of a problem with, um, mostly because it's such a it's it's a very vague term. It, it doesn't sound vague, right? Skill-based matchmaking it sounds pretty concise in and of itself, but it's vague because we don't know what we don't know what quanti what quantifies the skill that they're using to, you know. That they rate you with, they we have no idea how what the quantification is for your skill rating. We know, I know of, and maybe maybe you know of it too. Um, it's called an EL ELO rating, not Electric Light Orchestra for all the boomers in the chat. <laughs> uh, I I kept trying to find what the ELO stands for um, in terms of skill, but I I couldn't figure it out. But in any case, we know that it's called ELO, uh, and it actually was originally developed to uh, figure out the skill rating of chess players. Uh, but apparently, whatever the algorithm for it is and however you use it, you can give you can figure out ELO ratings for you know uh, players of first person shooter games or maybe any any game. I don't know where it gets used other than in uh, destiny uh, destiny tracker, the destiny stat tracker. I know I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here. Uh, because I, I mean, I've looked up modern warfare stats, and I've looked—you know—you look at battlefield stats, and I've never seen ELO rating on those uh, websites. But if you go to DestinyTracker.gg or what, Light Tracker, any one of those sort of Destiny stats trackers, and you'll find an ELO rating. Um, and there's an ELO rating specifically for PvP, and I believe there's even an ELO rating for uh, PVE. And that, and so. At least that right there is one number, right? So when your ELO rating, and I'm not installing, I'm still not even sure what all stats. I imagine, you know, it's got to be the sort of normal stats you would think of: your kill death ratio, your points per minute, your damage per minute, things like that, deaths per minute, all the sort of things that sort of you can, the numbers you can grab to quantify the skill of a player, right? And they roll it in, they you know, do some maths which I don't want to even bother getting into because I'm terrible at math. You know, they do some math and boom, they come up with a number for you and that's your ELO rating, right? Whether it's high or low, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. So, but is that is that is that what skill-based matchmaking uses? We don't know. We have no idea. And this is one of the things that's bugged me so much about all of the skill-based matchmaking talk, whether it was in Modern Warfare or 
if it had to do with destiny, supposedly destiny did use skill-based matchmaking uh, to create uh, crucible lobbies, right? And I believe, I still haven't found out if Bungie actually ever told the community that they are. We know for a fact that active, nor Activision or nor Infinity Ward has ever said that they do in fact use skill-based matchmaking. And I know there's all those, all the videos, right? It's all the, doing the, the, the reverse boosting. All oh, these guys reverse boosted. I'm, and I don't, and I, I don't deny, I, I've said in the past that I don't think skill-based matchmaking gets used. And I got prompt and I've got, I got swiftly and promptly rebuked, <laughs> you know, and being told that I was crazy or that I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about or whatever. But honestly, if you think about it, there's really most of the talk about skill-based matchmaking it's very much on the same level as talk of conspiracy because there was never, there was, there was never a disclosure by Activision or Infinity War that it's a modern warfare. There's no, there's not even a disclosure that it's in Battlefield 5. That very much sounds like what it is, but that's, but that's actually not skill-based matchmaking, what uh, DICE is talking about. It's a form of it, but it's also, it's also what Bungie does it for sure. Bungie does it because you, you get the, um, I remember the messages after Crucible games, uh, you know, that match, uh, paraphrasing, that match was a little lopsided. So we're going to, uh, we're going to mix the lobbies up to try to, you know, make things a little bit more fair. And essentially what that was doing was just like, you know, okay, yeah, these guys and these guys and these guys were like way better than the rest of these guys. So we're going to make sure we match them to some people you know, that are better. That's, that's skill-based matchmaking. They're creating lobbies, you know, based on probably the ELO rating. I'm not hundred percent certain if it is or not, but we don't know how dice is going to do it. We don't know if they're, you know, it could be just as simple. And, and this has been said about modern warfare. It may just be as simple as once you've played five games and your KD, if you've got like, you know, if you're like real, if you're in really, if you're way above average in the game, and you've you know and you've averaged more than a 2.0 KD in your last five matches. It's like okay, you're now you're getting skill based matchmaked, skill based you know in in word pump and we're making sure that you we lobby you with a bunch of other people who are more than 2.0, right? So that makes sense, right? I mean that's that's a, that's one way to keep things kind of fair. It's one way to keep things. Uh, fair for people in, or you know, fair for people who aren't as good at the game, which is what always gets talked about as to why skill based, you know, SBMM gets used to protect lower players, to protect people who aren't that good at the game. And I, I know I'm going off on a tangent about modern warfare about this because that's that's really where a lot of the the talk has been about it. Um, so I won't get too much into that. I want I want to say a whole bunch more about that, but I won't get into it. <laughs> um, it so it sounds like what Dice is going to do is a form of skill based matchmaking, and they're starting it with Battlefield Five. Doesn't they weren't doing it before? Clearly, because this is like a brand new sort of update to the game. This is a a, a quality of life update to the game. Uh, so, and 
one of the things that has been mentioned about it, uh, they're starting. Some people have began to speculate that we may see the end of a server browser in the next Battlefield game um, because of things just like this. Like if there's, you know, it's like if they're gonna if they're gonna skill based matchmake, if, or if they're gonna be this worried about you know, how the lobbies are being created. They're going to worry this much about how a, how a squad's doing or how a certain group of players are doing in a game. And they're just going to pop them. If they're going to pop them out of servers, it's like you can't, you can't just pop them off. You can't just pop a squad or, or people off servers that they specifically selected to play on, right? If there's, whether they're private servers or uh, whether they're dice servers. Although, right, so far my experience in Battlefield Five, I have not seen any private servers so i think that must be that must be the the fear right is that all i don't it doesn't look like there's any private servers you might i don't i haven't i just bought the game yesterday and i played it for a couple of hours so i'm not the best authority on battlefield 5 unfortunately um but at least i finally downloaded and played it uh because i knew i needed to eventually for posterity's sake if i was going to do a fucking battlefield podcast um so, but so far, my experience going through the server browser, I have not seen any private servers. I've only seen uh, dice servers, and if that's the case, then they absolutely can. Then they absolutely can just like okay, just it, it's a dice server, it's not a private server. So it's like I'm playing on their property. So if they want to kick me off of it and onto another server because I'm either doing poorly or, or too well or whatever, they have you know they can, uh, and, and I don't. There's nothing I can. There's, I have no recourse as to, you know, bitching about my gameplay experience because it's their server, right? So I suppose that's the fear that people have um, is that they're just going to do away with the server browser and, and Battlefield section. You're just going to have all quick play buttons, uh, which would be very much out of the norm for the Battlefield series. Uh, every single iteration of the... Every, every iteration, every, every Battlefield title had server browser, you know, where, and all, all battlefield four is right now is, uh, private servers. It's all private servers. So that seems like it could be a big turnoff for a lot of people. It would certainly be a big turnoff for me as well. Uh, I would not be happy. I don't, I would not be happy. I, I say I wouldn't be happy with it, but at the same time, I've also been playing a bunch of games recently that, don't have server browser modern warfare for instance um in fact i don't think any of the well no uh, modern warfare 2 had server browser but this the latest game the, the modern warfare 2019 doesn't have a server browser um destiny you know no such thing as a server browser for destiny not quite the same thing um but there is pvp you know and you're just at the mercy of the quick play, you know, there's, you can, you can select different modes, but that's about it. So it would, it would definitely be a, 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 you know, an incredible departure for dice to create a battlefield game without, you know, uh, the ability to find specific servers, whether, whether they're private or, 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 you know, dice servers or electronics art servers or whatever. Um, so I don't know. It, it, I've already seen a couple people uh, express dismay 
at the idea of they're not they're, them not being there. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I know I went off on a big tangent about the skill-based matchmaking, but it's just something that's kind of always sticks in my craw when people talk about it. Cause it, anyway, I'm not going to get into it more. Maybe, I, maybe I'll do another whole episode where I'll basically just rant about it for a half an hour. Cause I probably could. Um, but the funny thing is, is like the other thought I had about this is that the Battlefield is actually a very good, uh, it's a very good, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like, sort of like a, it's a good movie to watch, so to speak, to see the way video games have changed. Movie's not really the best word. It's a very good lesson in history of video games as they've evolved uh, in, in, in terms of being developed for consoles, right? For a very long time, there were console games and there were computer games. That was the way it was. You know, Nintendo wasn't, Nintendo wasn't, you know, making versions of Mario, Super Mario Brothers, or, you know, Excite Bike. Or then even like, you know, F-Zero on Super Nintendo or Mario 64. They weren't making them for computers. Not even Genesis, you know, Sega wasn't either. <coughs> Excuse me. They weren't developing versions of their game for computers. Uh, you know, you didn't have, uh, you, didn't, you know, you didn't even have, uh, you know, uh, well, Microsoft, uh, PlayStation games, right? When the PlayStation came out. You didn't have PlayStation games being, you know, developed for a console and being developed for a computer. You had companies that were developing games for consoles and you had companies that were developing games for computers. But that all started to change at a certain point in time. Um, if I had to nail down an exact time, I don't, I can't say that I could, uh, but I can make it analogous to Battlefield. And because I do very specifically remember, because uh, it, it Battlefield wasn't the first game to go, you know, to go from being a computer game, uh, or uh, you know, to um, to be, because actually the jump got made. Specific, okay, so I need to back up for a minute. So actually, the jump, the jump that happened wasn't from develop, you know, console developers wanting to also publish their games to computers. The jump was companies that had been exclusively developing video games for computers wanted to jump to consoles because they knew there was a whole market of people they were missing out on. And that market share, that market share was always bigger than computer games. You know, the games developed specifically, specifically for computers. You had to be, you know, you had to be in the know. You had to be a computer nerd, you know, 20 20 years ago, you know, you really had to be a computer and you had to know what you were doing to build a computer if you wanted to play some of these cool computer games. Um, like, you know, specifically like Doom, you know, or Quake. And then a little bit later on, um, Half-Life, right? You couldn't, get, you couldn't get any of those games on a console. Uh, and they became very, very popular games, right? So the, the companies developing 
video games exclusively for computers realize we're missing we're missing out on a huge fucking chunk of the market here by not having games on our games available on a console. So that was the jump that got made. And when the jump when when Dice decided to make that jump, I was balding. I was absolutely mauled. <laughs> I was mad and balding. Even at the young age of shit, well, I was probably like 24 or 25 when that first happened. Um, and I remember, oh crap, I might have to look up the name of the title. It was something like Battlefield Modern Combat. I think it was. And it was some really terrible port of Battlefield 2 onto PlayStation 3? Did it get ported to PlayStation 3 or like Xbox or possibly PlayStation 2? Possibly. But I think PlayStation 3 or Xbox. Uh, Xbox 360, right? And I remember when it happened and I was livid. I was mauled. I, I was smalding. I was salty, mad, and balding because it was because I thought it was just a fucking travesty. I had seen what was going on with the other games starting you know other game companies starting to develop games for consoles and i didn't like that to begin with because i was very much you know uh, you know part of the pc master race right you know it's like you know i i own i still own the consoles but i knew that like you know if you really wanted to specifically like first person shooters there were no good for, you know quake quake was a first person shooter and we had to figure out how to we we literally well, we didn't figure it out. Other people figured it out. And through our dial-up modems, we talked to other people on the internet and figured out how to be able to aim with our our, our mice and quake, right? That's, we're talking way back now. So when it came to first-person shooters, you played first-person shooters on a, on a computer. You didn't even fucking, the fucking, you didn't even get a, a console with a controller with any kind of way to like really, you know, uh, effectively aim, right? your camera on a console until PlayStation 2, right? Yeah, PlayStation 2. And, well, no, in the original Xbox. Original Xbox had analog controllers on them, right? Yeah. So, in any case, it didn't matter. It's like, what the, you get the fuck out of here. You're not going to fucking play a first-person shooter on that stupid controller with that stupid little analog stick. You got to have a mouse. You got to have a mouse. You got to have a keyboard. So, all, it, so, the whole point of my <laughs> rant here is that this this all started when video game companies decided they needed to have a piece of the the console pie because when they were developing these games for consoles you couldn't develop them with they couldn't they couldn't be nearly as robust as they could be on a computer they it just wasn't you know it, the consoles weren't powerful enough they didn't have the capabilities to do the types of things that computers could do i.e. server browsers, right? Modern Warfare 2 had a server browser. I think there was a server browser on console for Modern Warfare 2. I fucking doubt it. Maybe there was. I don't know because I didn't play it on a console. Um, I think I played the original Call of Duty on a console and I hated it. I played it on my buddies or whatever. And I think I played it on his Xbox or his PlayStation 2 or something. I can't remember what it was on. It was like, I don't fucking care. But that... I, this this that's when this all the the arc that we're seeing the the or the downward slope and sort of not the quality of the games because the quality of the games hasn't suffered but 
that sort of PC, that, that sort of unique PC feel, you know, personal computer, you know, of first-person shooters has gone downhill ever since they started, you know, developing these games for consoles. And it's only gotten worse. And this is one of those things. This is one of those, what they're doing now with this type of skill-based matchmaking, because that's, you know, it's, it's mostly going to probably happen to PC players. You know, I mean, there's plenty of, there's plenty of people who are really good that play on their Playstations or play on their Xbox, but I don't know. I haven't got, like I said, I haven't delved into enough on uh, battlefield five to know if there's any kind of aim, uh, um, aim assistance for consoles, for controllers. I know there wasn't in battlefield four. There was no, you know, and there was, and plenty of people played that on their consoles. And there wasn't any kind of aim, aim assist in Battlefield 4, uh, but there also wasn't crossplay either. And that's that's the other thing that's started all this is the crossplay, which is great because it opens up. I mean, crossplay is good because it opens up so much more. You know, it, it just opens up the, the the landscape to to allow more people to play together, for there to be more populated servers. Um, it's you know the the one of the definitely one of the issues with computer battlefield four in the past battlefield 1942 2142 uh battlefield three and four you know uh it was as the as the game kind of started to wind down it got really hard to find you know people to play with and it's because they were you know they were exclusive you either you know either played on the playstation network you played on uh, xbox live or you played on computer so the cross play has made it a lot you know obviously the population of games much greater so you, you get more people to play with which is good but at the same time it's what's watering down the pc gaming experience and it's kind of sad to see and i'm i'm a little mauled about it to be honest i wish it um i wish it wasn't the case but it's a ball that started rolling a long time ago and it's just going to keep rolling because the console market share is what it is. It's just, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not going to shit on people for, but you know, for only having a console. Um, but you should also have a, a gaming computer. <laughs> you know, a console is a computer. It's just a crappy computer. And I, I should probably not take credit for that because that Razanon said that and he's right. You know, it is. Uh, so, but I mean, it's, um, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Cause it's, uh, it's still it's still not easy. It's 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 a lot. Computer uh, gaming computers are much more accessible now because you can just buy them pre-built. You know, if you want a good game, but it's also like you know, 150 times more expensive than the fucking console. You buy a PlayStation, you get five. What is it? Five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars for PlayStation Five and the new Xbox. If you want to, you know, you can. You can spend just a little bit more than that. Spend about a thousand, twelve hundred on a gaming computer, and it's gonna be still gonna be better than one of those consoles. But it's also not gonna be the most powerful gaming computer in the world. If you want a really, you know, really good, high performance gaming computer, you gotta spend like around two grand, twenty five hundred. So, you know, this all this stuff, no server browser, just quick mech, you know, just a quick matchmaking. Hopefully, that won't be the case in Battlefield Six. Uh, hopefully it won't be the case. So, uh, so 
I mentioned earlier, I finally bought Battlefield Five, and I wanted to do like a quick mini review uh, about it. And so far, so far, it's it's kind of a yikes. I mean, I know all about the the feel, you know, the how the game was received. People hated it. Um, it's gotten terrible reviews. People still shit on it. Then people still aren't really crazy about it. Uh, and I can kind of see why it's kind of a yikes. I don't, I, if you were going to go back to world war two, when that, you know, I don't know why, especially when you go from battlefield one, which was a very, which was a very fun game. It was a beautiful game. It was a pretty faithful, you know, sort of recreation of, of world war one, you know, the weapons, the maps, the look of the game and everything. It was very well done. It was very, it was, it looks pretty good. So I don't know why you would then decide, okay, I guess because they already did about, you know, a world war two game. So they thought, well, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to, we're going to really change it up. I get they Someone decided they just wanted to go against the grain. Apparently. I don't know. So why you would go from battlefield one. And then when you make your, you know, your first world war two title, in a really long time when the world war two title that you made the first very, very first game that you made is what put you on the map and not only did it put you on the map but it's a wildly successful game people loved it so now let's 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 finally go back to world war two and let's just get fucking goofy with it right let's just get goofy let's let you customize your soldier like with looking like some kind of fucking road warrior with a crazy mohawk or some crazy fucking german BDSM dude wearing a fucking gas mask. It's like, what are you doing? You know, the no actual uh, historical locations for the maps, you know, uh, just weird. So I could see why people that was not received well. Um, the weapon system is just fucking confusing. They're like their money system, their, cur- their in-game currency, which I, I believe you can buy with real us dollars is just fucking confusing like i go into my weapons and i see all these i see all this crap available for the weapon sites different sites and then different colors for the sites but it looks like i I don't know if i own them i don't know how i get them i don't know how i unlock them it's like okay it's not it's just it's not very intuitive granted i've only i only played the game for a couple hours so i know maybe eventually i would figure it out but i don't know so far you know yeah those things not good, right? Those things are not very, not good at all. Um, as far as actual gameplay goes, it plays pretty good. I think it plays, I think it plays okay. Um, in game, you know, the weapons look good. The movement feels pretty good. Um, aiming down sights, you know, the recoil of guns, all that stuff is not, it could be a little bit better. It could feel a little bit more realistic, I guess, but it's, you know, that's not what Battlefield's about. Battlefield's not supposed to be about major gunplay and shit like that. So, um, you know, the map, uh, excuse me, the, you know, uh, spawning onto the map through the certain points, very similar to like Battlefield uh, 1. Kind of, you can click on the, thing, the the point and you get the, the um, like, vehicle buttons if there's a plane available you click on that you can get you spawn into the plane if there's a tank available you click on it. oh real good i like the way all that stuff works um but then again another sort of negative like all the there's so many 
game modes. Like, there's so many crazy game modes that were okay. Um, the build, the one where you have to build towers, that was interesting. That's an interesting, that was definitely an interesting take on Conquest because you can't, once you build a tower at a control point, you can't spawn on it like it's a, like a Conquest. Like, like, you can't spawn on that point. You just build the tower, you kind of have to defend it, and it, you know, the more tower, if you have more towers built, you know, on the points that are available, then the enemy, you know, you gain points faster and you win. They call them recruits. It's like you're, the concept of behind the game is you're building a radio tower, and more radio, the, the radio tower is meant to signal recruits to your cause. <laughs> so, but basically all you do is you're gaining points. Right, and you're doing. It's an interesting, uh, interesting game mode. You don't, like I said, you can't spawn on those points. You just spawn either on your squad or at the um, like specific bases that are, you know, the 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 base points for either faction that you're playing with. So I mean, that's kind of neat. But then there's like all kinds of other crazy game modes going on that I don't. The Firestorm. People seem to hate Firestorm. I haven't tried it yet. Um, people seem to don't like there's a breakthrough there's a there's this it, it's it's cool that there's all those things to do but like i don't know it's and bad you know keep it simple stupid man just keep it fucking simple i like that they have all these ideas and i like that they're trying to kind of create this immersive experience but like really an immersive experience is also a pretty simple one just give me a good map give me good maps give me good gameplay Give me a really beautiful looking game. Give me something fun to play and I'm going to immerse myself in it and play it. I don't need you to like sort of like really recreate all, the, I don't know, all these World War II, you know, to, they're, you know, obviously World War II is an incredibly complex thing in terms of how battles were fought and strategies and stuff like that. So maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe they're giving you these different game mode experiences to sort of help you feel all the different ways that you know World War Two was fought, I guess. I don't know, but it seems a little it seems a little much. So so far I'm not particularly crazy about the game. I don't it I, I think I might have some fun playing it and in the end in the end I still think I might only end up rating it like a five out of ten or something. But again I've only got a couple hours into it. So I should probably play it a little bit more before I give a final verdict. But I don't it's kinda I guess it's gonna be kinda hard to sort of remove myself from all the negative shit that's been said about the game in the past before I, uh, you know, if I can give an, an actual objective viewpoint on it or not. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, shit, what am I about 45 minutes in? Okay. Uh, I was going to talk about some battlefield six stuff. Um, cause I had some ideas. I talked last podcast about, uh, the commander mode and how I hope they don't bring the commander mode back into Battlefield Six, because um, what commander mode did was you could get you could get UAVs and you could get bombardments and you could get a gunship and you could get um, cruise missiles, a cruise missile and stuff like that. Uh, but you only got them if there was a if someone was using the commander mode, and then you only got them if you controlled certain points. And then once you controlled certain points, those assets became available to your commander, and then your commander could. So, but it was all that stuff was under control of one player. It wasn't even like they commander's not on the map. Commander mode is where you're actually just sitting there in like this whole different looking screen, where you get to select the assets and where to place them and 
where to send a cruise missile and all that stuff. It's, it's fun. It's interesting. But again, I don't want them to bring it back because I want those assets to be available to the players. I want those assets to uh, be at the call of people on the map. Now, how do you do that, though? Because obviously, the way it worked in Battlefield 4 was very specific. So now how would you... So how would we make those assets available similar to what you would think of as call streaks, right? Or uh, kill streaks in modern warfare? Like, what would you... How would we make those available? So I had a couple of ideas as to how you could make those available. And I think uh, one thing you could do in the new Battlefield game would be to just sort of maybe to have some interactive consoles on the map at certain control points. So that's how it worked in the past, right? You had to control a certain control if you wanted. You And you could see little icons on each little flag, right? There was the uh, gunship flag. There was a cruise missile flag. There was the, the radar scanner flag. If you controlled those points, they became available to your commander. So instead of making them available to the commander, why not just, you know, because part of the part of the battlefield was interaction interaction with the map there's all kinds of fun little stuff you could interact with um specifically on uh, zavod 311 uh if you're familiar with the map you know what i'm talking about if but for those who haven't played there's this one control point that's in this like kind of tank bunker uh and you uh can approach this like generator and when you approach the generator you can interact with it with your interact button and you can turn the generator on and off well Obviously, when you first get in there, it's off. So you get in there, you can flip it on, and it flips on all these lights, and it act, and it also, in fact, flips on like a, an alarm system, which is pretty fucking cool. So you get in and you cap the flag, you flip that generator on, and now you've got laser, uh, you know, laser activated a laser activated alarm at all the doorways. So you could be in there, and if you heard the alarm go off, you knew someone was running in. It's pretty cool. So that that's um, just that's a you know, a staple of the game little things that you interact with on the map. So I figure why not, you know, make computer consoles available at some of these areas or make them, you know, at all the different control points you, you got, you know, whether you got to find it or whether it's obvious where it is and you, uh, you know, you can interact with it. And if you're on the, the radar flag, when you interact with the thing, you get a, you have, uh, and maybe you can decide the map. The thing about the battlefield maps is they're really big, right? So, it was kind of cool. Even when a commander would place a UAV, it didn't uh, give you the entire map. It would actually just be a pretty small portion of them. Not a pretty small, but a fairly, uh, just a chunk of the map, not the entire thing of where it would scan and, and you would see where, you know, your enemies were. Um, so you could do something like that and you could decide in, you know, you know, you could decide where you want to place it. So you got, you know, you would have, maybe you'd have those consoles available at each flag, right? Um, another thing I was thinking, what if, uh, not don't have the consoles, maybe what they could do is do something like you would, you, uh, your squad or your, your, you yourself, whether through, you know, building up a, like a point system, kind of like a point streak, maybe, uh, you know, and after you've built up enough points, you know, which would be very similar to like something like in modern war in warfare, you know. Call of Duty or something, but once you've built up enough, you uh, so that you know you get the comros and you're able to call that stuff in through your comros or something. I don't know, something like that. I would it would have to be a little bit more complicated than just like obviously 
picking up points for capping flags and getting kills and stuff like that because that would be too much just like you know like what modern warfare does or whatever i don't know maybe you'd have to just you know maybe there'd just be a little areas of supply areas and if you pick up a certain amount of supplies or some shit like that i don't know just certain i don't know just kind of brainstorming some things i'd like to see them do to make those assets available to the players to you know, i think that would be more fun than you know to have a commander because that it, especially now no one i don't think anyone jumps on the commander mode in battlefield 4 at all right now you know so and i don't think it would be i i don't think it would be fun for them to bring it back because not a lot of people like to play it it didn't really even when the game was at its height you know i would play it once in a while because i thought it was kind of neat but i would say like eight eight out of ten games eight nine eight eight nine eight nine out of eight you know nine to eight out of ten games there would be no commander you know you know once every like you know 10 or 15 games you'd you'd have someone playing with a commander mode so uh so i hope they don't bring that back and i hope they make those things available to players it would be a lot more fun if uh you know i was able to call a barrage strike in a, at a specific point or call a cruise missile strike but that's that's the that's the issue right that's the kind of the problem with the battlefield you've got 60 people aside and shit who knows we might have 100 people aside by the time this game comes out the things you're doing with servers these days the the server capacities are crazy you could have you could have 100 people you could have 200 people on some of these maps right 100 100 players aside fuck that'd be fucking awesome if they did actually I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we got a little while before the game comes out, so uh, we'll definitely find out. Hopefully, we didn't ship. Yeah, we didn't get a teaser here around Thanksgiving, which I was hoping we would. I'm still going to bet we'll see some kind of footage, some kind of actual good teaser before Christmas or like right around Christmas. I still think we will. Uh, even though the game is, you know, but it's still just like a year off. They've clearly been working on it. The last, you know, the last big update from DICE was that they're already doing in-house testing on things. So they've got, they've got, uh, you know, they've got, they've made progress clearly. So there's definitely some stuff that hopefully there'll be some stuff to show off, uh, you know, here in December around Christmas time. So uh, I think that's it for tonight. Holy crap. I just kind of went off tonight. Sorry about, it was kind of tangenty. Tangenity, or would that be like uh, Inceptiony? No, it definitely wasn't Inception. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So that's it for tonight, guys. Uh, appreciate again. I very much appreciate everyone listening. Uh, I hope I'm doing better. I keep trying to do better every time. Um, I know I only talked. I didn't talk a whole lot about a whole lot tonight. <laughs> Just kind of the skill-based matchmaking and some stuff about Battlefield Six. But like I said, it's uh, it's it's slow slow news cycle with this game right now um i'm gonna play battlefield 5 more i'll play battlefield 5 a whole bunch more uh and i'll you know i'll talk about that do a little bit more of a review on that maybe see what you know let you know what i think about it um but i got some ideas of other stuff to talk about that i'll that i'll make make sure i get in here in the next few weeks or so um remember uh i'll be streaming follow me on twitch twitch.tv slash dubfire33 i'll be streaming uh gameplay tuesdays and thursday nights so uh and maybe friday and saturday we'll see well friday is when i record the podcast so if you want to stop by hang out you want to talk ask questions about the game um 
yeah, uh, follow me Friday nights. I'll generally uh, I'll generally stream the recording of the podcast between uh, you know right right starting around uh, nine nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So uh, yeah, so that's it. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, stay safe out there. I will see you next time.